Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for everyone. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and a Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I'm so excited to have on a 28 year old from Lacombe, Alberta, Canada, a sixth round draft pick of the Chicago Blackhawks. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Slovakia, Finland, and Wales. He returns to the shed after episode 144 has combined for 887 goals, plays, or lessons. He is a Kelly Cup champion and was spreading his hockey wings. And the last time we spoke in Helsinki, Finland, he is now set to return to the Shed's honey hole, Cardiff, Wales, with our goat to finish the job that COVID left uncomplete when they're about to lift the trophy, whenever that was. Last time we spoke in the Shed, he made me laugh. He made me cry. Welcome back, Samuel Jardine. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Wally. We've been Uh, looking forward to this one. I have been. Gosh darn it. You know, the research team did it a little different this time. I actually re-listened to our first episode. I was wondering if I should do that too. I oh, I just didn't want to like ask you again what you yeah. order at Chippy Lane, you know? <laughs> yeah, or if I start telling the same stories over it was again. A, it was a kebab, folks. Just like okay. most of us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I couldn't wait. And um, yeah, last time was, uh, man... It was, I felt like we were brothers by the end of it. So thanks. That's why I love doing this shit, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, we got, um, a lot of good feedback. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of people reached out with some nice comments. So I, I appreciate that. That was, it, uh, doesn't it mean like so much when people say nice, nice things to you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's weird how that works. It's not, it's not that hard to say nice things too, eh? Well, it doesn't feel like very long ago that I played in Cardiff, but like, you know, it's been two years and there's still like, you know, hundreds of people that reach out. They're passionate. Like, They're yeah. passionate. And, and after that podcast, that was, that was one of them, like a lot of people. Just... Well, I find it very interesting that almost now 900 folks have listened to us chat, right? <laughs> that's a weird thing to wrap your head around. But... It is. And folks, that's mm-hmm. why, you know. We're like big time. We got a sponsor today, folks. Aero Engine Solutions, <laughs> right? Steve. Evie Lyons. Um, yeah. I met him at Matthew Myers testimonial. He came up to me um, up in the bar and said, mm-hmm. I love what you're doing. And I'd love to sponsor an episode. So thank you so much, Steve. And welcome to the Shed family. Yeah, right? Steve, Steve and Mick and Jess. Uh, Steve gave me a nice bottle of Welsh whiskey back in 2020. He and, offered uh, me one, but I was already on a, my my train had already left town nice. there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not well, man enough for whiskey, though. You can't, you don't, don't bother giving it to me. I just give it to the old man because I ain't tough enough yeah. for that. Well, obviously, the, the Scottish and Irish whiskey is like 
everybody knows about that. But this Welsh whiskey gave him this fantastic. Really, eh? Yeah, no, I'm not like he was offering a bottle up to me, and I'd already left town. And he said for me to drink it while I chatted with you a little early today yeah. for that, but <laughs> yeah, 8 a.m. here in Alberta. <laughs> so, is that where you are? You're in Alberta right now? Yeah, I'm at the folks' place uh, today, and um, probably I'll be here, I'll be here right up until August 12th. Uh, I got one wedding, my cousin's getting married in Kelowna, but uh. The crazy adventures of summer 22 are kind of getting dialed back in here. To it's time to make, focus make, up for next season. Yeah, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get on a little more consistent training regime and get back on the ice. So it's uh, been, uh, <laughs> been a hell of a summer. <laughs> well, yeah, I've seen some of it. Uh, <laughs> I've been following along. And uh, man, you have made every day a good day for living, sir. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> or the ones that you haven't heard about them we're riding we're still trying to ride things out a bit but it's been yeah it's been solid solid yeah. started with a little little road trip uh down well, from and you were with our goat right um out yeah. in colorado i talked with him after you guys sent me a video that's what i love about this stuff right like i didn't even know you really other than getting naked in front of you before um <laughs> But like now, like we're like buddies and like you guys, we have like mm -hmm. group chat where you send me videos of like you guys partying with bands and like doing fun uh -huh. stuff that like I only remember life like that. <laughs> that was one of my favorite videos I think ever taken of me. I wish we could like throw it out there. We probably could actually. But, <laughs> uh, <knows> <laughs> but uh, yeah, me and uh, Joey Martin at Red Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. So I started... I, I made a big life decision. I traded my sedan car for a uh, SUV just so that I could, I loved my car. It was great. And, uh, but I needed something where I could sleep in the back seat. Saves a lot and of money. So, yeah. Yeah. So started my truck. It was supposed to be straight to Denver to go catch a glorious sons concert at, at uh, Red Rocks amphitheater which I've always wanted to go to Red Rocks when I saw the Glorious Sons. They were actually, they were opening for Kalio. And I love Kalio too, but um, Glorious Sons are good Canadian guys and uh, a little bit of a connection there with my well, pal, Mike. Well, just Boston so you know, uh, like Jack from my under 11 team, like his parents' favorite band, Glorious Sons. They were just yeah. there watching them in the last couple throughout the oh, summer. Man. Yeah, They're, so They're quite they, popular around here, eh? Yeah, they bring it. They absolutely leave it all out And did you there. say so, you know one of them? Well, so the guitar player, Jay Evans, is Mike McNamee's uh, uh, manager for Boston Levi. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, when we were in Cardiff, they were playing a show in Birmingham. And me and so me and Mike went up and, and that was, so that was the first time that I met the guys. And I hadn't seen them, any of them since. But so it was really cool. I got to do like the whole backstage experience and sound check. And uh, I guess like their daily process, which is like, like, obviously, like they go hard. There's no doubt about it. Like they do, like they love to party, but they're professionals. And like, so seeing their- They work hard. Oh yeah. So their, their routine- Kind of like me in the shed, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Preparation like you Try to believe. be a pro, but I'm still having fun every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But- Red, I mean, obviously, Red Rocks is a huge moment for, for any artist. 
Um, so like the fact that <laughs> like this, this kind of random guy, I got, just got to step in and kind of see what the whole, the lifestyle was all about. <clears throat> so that was sweet. And then obviously now I was not planning on watching the show with, with Joey. That was, uh, that he was just a, happened to be going or something, right? That was a serendipitous moment. Yeah. I was, uh, I was talking to Steven Dixon the morning of the concert. And he's like, you're going to have to text Marty because he's in Denver. Um, and I was like, Oh my, you, you know, you're right. And uh, speaking of him. guys who live is Steven Dixon oh, too. My gosh. He was just in Chicago. I saw now oh, that yeah. guy's all over the place. Yeah. He was in Chicago and I said, Oh, buckle up. And he goes, no, just a, just a light one this weekend. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, no, it was great. Marty already had tickets to the show, though. So we were both going anyways. And we ended up uh, sitting together and spending. And now like, you're both going back to Cardiff. Yeah, and we, we, you know, we talked a lot about that. Uh, and it was actually it was a big reason that I wanted to hit the road and um, have like a lot of alone time to myself because I'm not the type of guy that just makes decisions and overnight. Like I need I have a ridiculous amount of time for some reason. You need reason. to think, eh? Yeah, so I took three weeks. I'm on the, the opposite. I just I just make decisions and go with it. Well, that's 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 a great trait to have. And Is when it? I do when I do make my decision, I go with it and don't you normally look back. But um, in that I guess free agency period, um, I don't know. I just had a lot of. Well, a lot I, of different. I, I'm gonna, yeah, I was gonna, I'm gonna jump in on that. Is like mm-hmm. you just played in Helsinki in the Finnish Elite League. Like you finally were spreading your wings, and like I actually, because I re-listened to it, you were talking about how like your goal was to make it to one of the top leagues in Europe, and you've done that. And mm-hmm. when you're in one of those leagues, you have a lot of different options at the end of the year, and mm-hmm. that you have chosen to go back to Cardiff in the UK league, obviously it's a special city and a special place to play hockey because you could have gone a lot of other places, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, well, let's not talk too loudly about it or else another one of these guys with their NHL Big resumes. resumes I know. Take my fucking job again. But, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm thankful that like I got the NBA when I did because they ain't offering that shit to players like me no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right though. It's uh it just kind of like, I kind of always, I knew all roads kind of led back to Cardiff. And I guess my thought process was why, why like, why wait, why keep, this will be the first season. So this will be my eighth year pro. It'll be the first season professional where I have even a little ounce of like knowledge of what I'm getting into going into things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, it's kind of nice. And I'm not saying that I picked it just so that I knew something was comfortable. That's part of this thing. Like, I, I think there's a huge challenge ahead, which, well, which made is. me really excited. Yeah. And like, obviously the rivalries uh, that we have in Cardiff. So like, there's no, there is no, like, let's pick this because it's comfortable or like, so I want to get complacent. That's not it at all, but it's nice to just, you know, eight years into it, 
and you know half the team and you know Todd and you know the fan base, you know the city. And yeah, Katrina's setting I find you up, uh, like, going to a town, just knowing your way around, knowing where you like oh, to have lunch, like totally. knowing where shit is. By the way, Walton Summer Vacation 2022, <laughs> folks. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, oh. um, yeah, we're at the cottage for the next two weeks, like just five minutes down the road, which is how yeah, we you, ended up moving here. But we're there for the next two out weeks. Right after this? I got to go get the groceries. Um, it's my night for dinner, and I'm going with Rocklet. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? No idea. Really? Rocklet? Um, Rocklet. It's like it's got a hot, like, top, and mm-hmm. then you plug it in electrically. And so there's a top that's like sharing food, like shrimp, vegetables, a little oil on there, right? It, it fries yeah. the top, meats, yeah. whatnot. And then there's a tray. Each person has their own tray. That's for you. You don't share that shit, okay? Yeah. 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 So that's like potatoes, bacon, you know, get right up in the undercarriage, put your tray right in there. Lovely. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Next. then it, it takes a long time, right? Because you only get like a tray or two at a time and like you're going to eat a lot of trays. It takes time. It's a... It's an event, really, the dinner, uh-huh. right? And it takes a long time, and you have a couple drinks, and you know what? We're on vacation. We're in no rush. <laughs> Cottage season, baby. <laughs> next summer, next summer, I want you to show me this. Well, you know what? I've had a bunch of people that were at the golf tournament asking mm-hmm. if I'm doing it again, and everybody says they'd come back. So nice. they got to do that, right? I just, uh, Cottage I just and did golf. A, yeah, I just did a golf tournament uh the fourth fourth annual barefoot invitational with my uh brother we started and it's like just a complete unorganized shit show Mm. well from my perspective thankfully clayton my older brother he does have some like ability to organize people and and make it you know run properly but anyways what a time oh you know for me it was the Ainsdale golf course like they took care of so much for me that like yeah I just had to give them like the groups and money (laughs) you know and they (laughs) took care of the rest like so yeah yeah. it was a great time and it was so fun to get everybody back together for a day you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's sort of like uh the guy uh the owner of the course here double dam golf course uh Jared and uh so like we literally golf barefoot that's what i call it the barefoot invitational and um everybody does like anybody that can like my grandpa he'll keep his shoes i enjoy golfing barefoot the best oh you feel you feel it more right i'm a yeah like i'm i'm far from like a scratch golfer or anything like that i'm i'm a i'm a good timer (laughs) yeah like (laughs) just a good, good time golfer so sometimes like you got to keep the it fun. Idea, There's no point yeah. in taking that sport serious. It's just going to upset yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I battle to like tuck in my shirt to go to a hockey game, let alone on a, on a golf course. Like, don't, don't make me wear a collared shirt and be all stiff on like this beautiful weather and a couple drinks in me. Like, that's, you know it, what? There's a different culture in the UK golf scene than in Canada. It, I, in Canada, it, we're in power. Like in the UK? They walk. They don't even have fun. They're not even enjoying it. They don't drink and they walk. Yeah, Canada, we're that. riding around in power carts and we're get we're getting in one usually, right? And well, at least there's music playing now. I yeah. would say it's weird to be in a foursome now without music. Mm-hmm. It depends on the course. I but 
but that's but the courses I play have music. <laughs> yeah, my uh, <laughs> I went uh, golfing for my buddy uh, Brian Dezingle, his bachelor party, and we were playing this course. His his um, his wife to be, she's now wife. Her uncle um, has a membership of this beautiful course. So it's called the Robert Trent Memorial. And I like Obama's a, a member there. And uh, I fit we, in there. <laughs> no, so on the 18th hole, I ripped my shirt off and play the par three shirtless. And of course, by the time by the time 18 goes, like you've got four hours to kind of get to know your caddy. Like so you actually have to have a caddy. So it's like first time in my life I'd ever done anything like this. I'm so out of place at this place. So you got and, topless. Uh, when you feel out of place, you got topless. Yeah, so 18. <laughs> and we're the last group coming in. So he's got all the boys watching on 18 and everything. So they're like, all right, we're we're gonna we're gonna do 18 shirtless here. And uh well if you got Caddy, it, flaunt it. Well, Caddy loved it, and then he comes over and he's like, All right, you like clubhouse right there, you gotta put your shirt back on. Uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, of course. Throw it back on, he comes back. All right, guys. That's the first person I've ever seen in, since I've been working here take a shirt off at this golf course. <laughs> like, I was like, Do you want me to jump in the lake too? Or sometimes it's fun to be memorable, right? It's like uh my my old man, he had a membership at a fancy course that the Waltons didn't really fit in at but it was a really hot day you know and there was someone with a, with a hose so I asked them to, to hit me right? well, they, they said they had never seen that either well probably but I was hot birdie. and it cooled me down birdie 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 after that um hey so we're just talking again eh mm-hmm. that's usually well let's get back on track okay Okay. Yeah. We were never on track. How did your jacket, denim jacket raffle go in Helsinki for mental health? That's what uh, you were up to last time. Yeah. Did you make some money for it? No. Okay. No. That sucks. So, so, yeah, no. <laughs> hey, you, you can only do your best, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, so listen, we did do our best. Um, logistically, I think so. It was such a spur of the moment decision. And, you know, kind of like what I was saying, like I, I, I spend way too much thinking about things instead of just getting to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was one of those things where I was like, okay, I got the idea and it's, it's going to be easy to do. Let's, or, you know, let's not overcomplicate it. Like I got the skills as a, as a video editor to like do it myself. I don't have to involve like the media team and lump on a whole bunch of extra work for them like i would have felt bad doing that so anyways i was like all right let's just do it now there are some things that like like for example it's you you have to get a uh like a a lottery license Mm -hmm. in finland so like we didn't have one of those so technically i guess since we like anytime you're selling raffles you have to have a lottery license so there's this weird thing where uh people had to essentially you buy a sticker for five euros and you can only buy one and then you buy if you buy one then you get entered into the raffle and so like you know so i think some people like of course because of the cause even too like they would have bought probably a hundred euros worth of raffles and and maybe not even care if they won the coat yeah uh now so we just didn't like, there was still a great 
like still the jackets came out sweet and the people that won them loved them and um you learn the other thing too is like you learn and i saw a lot of opportunities to like do this in other places now Mm -hmm. and i think i'd love to do one in cardiff i think that would be sweet um i guess something to talk to todd about um but even like you know you could even do something like that with your family back home you could do it like for golf the golf tournament um there's, there's a lot no, of opportunities to uh do good yeah <laughs> well and people people love uh like custom jackets i think or at least i do anyways that's why that's like where it was born out of like i like I like uh, like custom denim jackets, and I like people walking around with leather jackets. I don't know if I can pull off a denim jacket. I just don't have the body type for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hear you. My mom. <laughs> if you saw me walking around in a denim jacket, I just don't think it's going to look natural. <laughs> I think I I I don't know. I disagree. I disagree. I had the same. My mom bought me my first denim jacket uh, my freshman year of college. And I probably wore it like once or twice a year for the next two or three years. Cause same thing. Like I was just like, I can't pull this off. Like you have, to I feel it. like you can though. Well, now I wear it everywhere and I'm comfortable in it. And I, I love the thing. Like I would never, I wouldn't trade that for any other piece of clothing in my wardrobe. Like I love that jacket. So speaking of that, I wouldn't trade this shirt for any shirt, in my wardrobe. I have a shirt that says it's a good day for living shed family running amok. And it's got a picture <laughs> of my, sh- it's got my shed on it. <laughs> I love the running amok part. Oh Yeah. Um, I should almost like get that slogan, whatever you do. Right. Cause like, I'm pretty sure I came up with it. <laughs> People seem to be using it. Do you know, oh, in the uh, Cardiff arena, there's going to be a big banner that says Brody DuPont running amok. <laughs> I didn't make that. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that true story? Yeah. It's a huge one. That's amazing. And then there's another one that says, uh, shed family block 10 <laughs> two ales and hockey tails batter going up and i did not make that stuff folks <laughs> that's amazing this um, is exactly why i'm going back to cardiff yeah for, no and like those reasons made, it's just fun. like that yeah oh, it's, it's fun. So fun they throw twix on the ice buenos for the yeah. boys Ugh. i can't i can't wait to get back in the mix i honestly it's been a great summer it's been a long one and i've never had a summer like this you're really excited to play hockey again. Eh? Now you're now that uh, road trip's over and you're dialed yeah. back in. <laughs> uh, the the itch is the itch is fully back. Mm-hmm. And uh and we still got like three weeks. So I just I'm really excited for next season. I'm a really big Cardiff Devils fan. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. I like the new coach, the Fran mm-hmm. man's back in the action. And now we got you, the goat, all these shed guys. My goodness, it's yep. gonna be a time. I played with uh, Josh Britton my rookie year in Indy as well. Who's that? He's a big centerman that we signed as well. Oh, I didn't really yeah. look you'll at get, all the fine details. You'll get you'll get to know. He's a he's a music guy too. He's a sick, sick guitar player. Really? Yeah. He'll be a shed guy. Hundred percent. Oh, you'll have him in the gosh, shed. Hundred yeah. percent. You will get him in the shed. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna lure him right in. <laughs> Just yeah, coerce him into my too. shit. Really, eh? <laughs> Good looking oh, yeah. team Brody's put together, eh? <laughs> it's important, you know. Next thing you know, the goat's going to be paddleboarding around yeah. the bay again, topless. The folks are yeah. going to be 
just wound, hey? Ben Bounds, Ben Bounds kind of brings the brings the scale back to the, wow, the right it's way. The tramp it, stamp, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah exactly. Gosh. Personality. Someday I hope to do another pregame speech for you. I'm thinking <clears throat> just a denim jacket. <laughs> it'll be the jacket that we make and then nobody's gonna buy it once they find out they, they'd buy it oh, um actually one thing i should uh mention is uh kelly coles um i think on twitter her name's like violet pickles or something but okay. she is uh they're raffling off uh my last game worn jersey or from 2014-15 for t haven um all the money's going to T Haven for the kids there in Cardiff. So folks reach out to her. If you want to buy a ticket last, I checked that was over 460 pounds worth. So keep her going folks. Okay. Yeah. Hey, and um, since we have a sponsor, I do have to bring them up, right? (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about Steve. Stevie Lyons. We talked about how he offered up whiskey and he gave you some, but um, he's with arrow engine solutions folks. And he's the VP of global sales. So if you're into like building airplanes and stuff, reach out to him because they're the number one global supplier of used CFM56 material in the world. That's to like build airplanes, folks. So reach out to Steve if you're into that world, um, right? And uh, their CEO, Tyler Norman, has been a devil sponsor for the last four years. So they're basically part of the family, right? They are part of the family now. They're Shed family. You know, they just sponsored an episode. Thank you sponsored me in 2019 and i think that he is a big samuel jardine fan did you know that yeah well i'm a big steve lines fan too so yeah i i didn't really get much of a chance to really get to know him but he seems like a fantastic guy he's got he's he's got energy yeah well he brings it you know i do have obviously i love doing this and i've never ever did this to make money but i do have a dream someday i'll make money doing this right because yeah. i do love it that much and to think of making money doing this would just be a wild and like today like it, it's pretty neat that like someone sponsored an episode because it just just tickles me in all the right spots you know well you deserve it well thank you <laughs> <laughs> but i'll still get up at 5 a.m and do this even if i don't make money because i just love this shit i love coercing middle-aged men into my shed and just getting to know them <laughs> Just get just uncovering all of their just deepest, yeah, darkest, yeah. <laughs> just bringing their personalities to light, right? Uh, yeah, mm. put your put your poems in me. So you just <laughs> what? <laughs> I you uh, okay, I we're gonna move past that one. Like you never even That's said it. it. Okay, do, what do is talk, all in your skill set? <laughs> What's what all in all... your okay? This is what I got. I see what you're doing. You did the jacket thing, but the video you made was incredible. And then you had befriended like a rock band in Finland. You know, the Mm -hmm. glorious sons, you know, Boston Levi, but you got photography, videography, you're a guitarist, you're singing. Like, what can't you do? Um, Well, make decisions fast. (laughs) A lot of those. Yeah, that is true, actually. Um, I, I guess. I spent what I spent up until I'd say about 20, 23 years old, I was pretty much solely focused on hockey. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm glad that I did that. And here's the reason one um, it's provided me, I guess, a a life now 
and a living um, that I'm really grateful for. Um, <clears throat> but it also, all the lessons I think that you learn along the way about work ethic, detail, mastery. Um, I kind of look at, I, I look at hockey and specifically like a, specifically playing defense as like an art form a little bit. Yeah. And the, the, the greatest compliment I think that I've gotten in my hockey career was I was in Greenville and uh, I had this assistant coach, uh, Philip Barsky, and we were butting heads for the first half of the year. We were really going at it. And um, I don't know specifically like what it was, but anyways, we, we found common ground and it was a lot because not because of anything I did. Um, it was a lot because of Barsky. And uh, he kind of just came up to me one day. He goes, Sammy, you're playing really well. And just want to tell you to keep going. And, you know, I haven't, you know, we haven't like gotten into anything for, for a while. And that's good. I wanted to let, let you do your thing. And I kind of, I, I noticed that on the ice, like you kind of are really serious about your craft. And I see you taking this like a, like an art form. Like it's like you're an artist out there. And uh, <clears throat> nobody, nobody had said that to me and I'd never even made that connection myself, but I, uh, I thought that that was a, a very high compliment and it makes a lot of sense now. And, um, I think now if you, if you get decently good at something at one thing and then can kind of apply those same principles to something else, then, uh, then you could, you know, you can go somewhere with that. I know what you mean. I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> for one thing, I do player reviews sometimes when I have confidence that like, I think I know how people play hockey based on their personality and them talking to me in my shed. And I sure. think everybody plays like their personality. Um, everybody does. And like, I played like my personality, you know, yeah. spinaroonies between the legs. I like to be creative, <laughs> you know, but I also would yeah. try and hit the biggest guy if I could and try and knock him over. Cause I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Getting in the mix. Yeah. And like, yeah. I was as competitive as anyone, but like, um, and I think I played like my personality, just like you do. And you are like, you're kind of putting your personality out there the way you play hockey. Cause everybody plays sports the way their personality is right like mm -hmm. if you're protective and all that you're probably a defenseman you know yeah <laughs> Just, well i run i run into problems when i'm uh trying to be something i'm not yeah. like i came in yeah. i came into pro being yourself into, is way more fun it's way more fun in it and um it, it brings much more successful results too yeah okay. uh when my, I tried my, to act like everybody else were my worst times in hockey, yeah. when I was trying to not be myself out there or like even in the room, mm -hmm. it, yeah, I got to be myself. And or, sometimes that's a lot for people, you know, I'm not for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Or try and play the role that you think you can maybe uh, like go further like, with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. So when I, I went to the AHL, when they put me on the third, fourth line, I start after like a couple of games, I'm like, well, this is what you have me as. I just started running around trying to hit guys. I didn't even play yeah. like I would, right? Yeah, you're it's robotic and you're sort of acting. Yeah. You know? like you're, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not, you're not being yourself. You're not being authentic. No. Yeah. I'd, I would like to see you play hockey. 
Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, I'm really looking forward to this season, man. I think so. That's that's. I can that's, picture it all. I well, know who you are out there. Just so I you know. think the people in Cardiff. <laughs> I think the people in Cardiff. They that that's sort of they embrace that. Like they've yeah, they've they gotten do. to know they've gotten to know the personalities over the years, like the Joey Martins and the Joey Haddads and the Ben Fallons, like Mark Lewis's, Josh Batch, Mark Richardson's, like they've been there for a long enough time that it's like they're really just a part of the city and, and like the team's culture. And like, that's, that's what's really special about the team is that that longevity and the ability to kind of step in be yourself fans really embrace that they want to see it and uh and then todd rewards guys by bringing them back year in year out and obviously winning winning hockey games too like you know we got to win to keep the group together and stuff like that so well yeah definitely definitely need to win to keep groups together but it is neat that they have guys back for so long but that guys want to keep coming back right like yeah. joey martin could probably make more money elsewhere right you could make more yeah. money elsewhere but you guys mm-hmm. want to go back yeah yeah i mean it's conversation that we had there in denver and um it was uh isn't it isn't friendships aren't friendships powerful well, that was the thing is like all of my, all of my values led me back to Cardiff and like, you know, like mm-hmm. if I, I would have been, I would have, I would have had to really struggle to go somewhere else. I needed, I needed time to like land on that and figure it out. But as soon as like, as soon as I made the decision, it was, it was such a good feeling. Like, and, just, and, yeah, you know, you can be yourself when you go there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and there were certainly, there were some doubters and not doubters, but like people that in my close circle, um, that kind of, it was interesting. Like, so they maybe didn't agree with your decision-making. Well, well, I had, I had some people say like, Oh, you, you've worked so hard to get where you are. Um, you got there in Finland, like, um, it's, you know, it's sort of sad for me that I wasn't going to be able to get back to Helsinki, but, uh, and then they would, they would point out, it's like, it's, it's a nice resume builder. Like you work so hard to now, now you can take advantage of this and go to other places in Europe. And I kind of saw it the different way where it was like, I worked so hard. Now I'm in a position, uh, where I can like have a, uh, fair negotiation with Todd and Cardiff and uh and because of the work step into Cardiff and 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 have a a role on the team that I can really look forward to I can really sink my teeth into Mm -hmm. and uh and have some impact on on a season it is interesting when a guy sign places teams kind of have already decided what their role and position on the team is going to be, how much power play, how much penalty kill they're going to get. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's the, the player's job to, to run with it and, and not abuse, like, I guess the position that you've been trusted with. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm trying to remember the other part of when you, we were talking about playing like your personality. Oh, that you were like performing. Um, so how do you know all these musicians and stuff? Like how you're kind of in that world too, right? Like you, yeah. you were friends with a Finnish rock band. 
obviously Boston <laughs> Levi was your roommate, which he's going to be. So like I told you, good thing yeah. I got him in the shed when I did. He's becoming too big now, right? He's in with spit and chicklets now. He's going to be playing their yeah. concerts. Too big for the shed now, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. So yeah. How did he land that? Were you around him when that was going on? How did he get um, that gig? So they put it out. They put it out in onto the Twitter world and said, uh, we're looking for a live act for our Buffalo. And so I guess it's like a bo- uh, ball hockey tournament that they got going on. Um, and it's, you know, obviously a big party. And so... Well, it's going to get his name out there. Yeah, so he, he, he had uh, like even... I think this morning or last night, like Biz was talking about it again, promoting him playing the show. And um, it's exciting. It's cool. Uh, Essentially, like, so they put out on Twitter that they needed an act and he had his supporters kind of tweeting back and saying, it's a perfect fit. It It is. It is. Like he played in Cardiff, you know? Totally. Yeah. So I hope, and, and I'm sure it will be because, the chicklets guys seem like you know good dudes and boston will fit right in i i I believe uh so hopefully it's like the beginning of a of a pretty neat relationship yeah because you know they know like they they know each and biz is like a music guy too he was the locker room music guy um so you know if if you you get like the tip of the cap from biz that he likes music then that that means something too because he's not Uh, just some hockey clown like he knows music so oh he's he's also talented and like yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he also was like a performer on the ice man (laughs) yeah Um, i guess to answer your question though like it's it's pretty serendipitous what was my Uh, question it was like how do i get into these music circles yeah right yeah, so it's pretty pretty serendipitous. Like I met Jay through Mike. Um, then in Helsinki, the guy's named Samu Haber, and uh, and uh, yeah, he just sold out like Olympic Stadium for two nights in Helsinki. On really? a, yeah, he's close. He's well, that, the song fun. he was playing in your video for the jackets, like he was he was rocking. <laughs> oh yeah, that was Freddie Freddie Vasilius. Yeah, and so Freddie. Freddie and so his, you you uh, knew more than one band of guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It uh yeah. Well, so Freddie I don't know any musicians. I only had Boston Levi on. All right, I'll tell you the story of how I met Freddie and his brother Pile and uh Cali Kotka. So I was just on Instagram. Uh Callie messaged me. I looked, he, he was playing the drums in his profile picture. And so I, you know, follow him back. He's private. So once he accepted, I, I see all these videos of him slashing it on the drums. And I just told him like, sick drummer, you know, that, that, that was it. And he, and, uh, that moved on to, we should, uh, we should jam out a bit. I know, uh, these brothers and one of them owns a recording studio. And so my experience leading up to that point, was I played my sister's wedding as a joke and I'd been writing songs sort of as just like uh pastime is it's pretty like therapeutic for me I guess too in, in my alone time and anyways so I just came there met the guys uh played them a couple originals and they're career musicians yeah so I'm 
14 seconds into a song that they've never heard before and they start filling the room up with like a full band's worth of and I, so I was like, it was like two hours of straight chills where like, you're so playing, you you're, were playing your song and then they came in and like helped out yeah. with their, it, it, they're just masters. Like imagine. And then, imagine, so it, it was like your song actually came to life. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's the crazy, the craziest thing. So yeah, we spent, I wrote, and then I wrote a song while I was in Helsinki, they turned it into something too. Um, yeah, it's it, it was pretty neat. Like I, I'll I'll be definitely staying in touch with with them moving forward. We still got a group chat going on that that's cool uh, that we buzz with. But it is it it would be like the equivalent of um, maybe like a player getting traded and then being thrown on the power play without even ever meeting the guys, and then them going and just snapping it around, and going like three <laughs> for five that night because you're just like. You're comfortable in your own trade enough to like to figure out where you fit within like it, it's it's teamwork. It's really cool. It's fascinating. And I I, I want to get better badly. Yeah. Um, but I uh, it's it, it's one of those things where you just got to sit down and do it and put it. So you want to get better at what exactly playing guitar um, and singing specifically writing. Yeah. Yeah, the passion's in the writing, um, and the 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 playing. I'm I'm a little bit stuck now, where where like words come, but melodies don't, and I need to learn more about melodies. Like you got to, you have to. There's well, a the, what's what I don't I don't know what's the melody like a, mean. Yeah, there's like a formula to it, uh, and I'm just starting to like learn this where. You know what people tell me? There's like a formula to social media and they tell me I got no idea what I'm doing. And you know what? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you should tell all those people to piss off because I'm doing it my way. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think I think that that resonates with people. I think the authenticity like really comes through. Seriously. I think uh, there's so many people online that are so full of shit. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so like uh, anyway, so the melodies. There's so that's the like the catchy part of a song, right? Yeah, it's like like the part you to redo. <laughs> like in country music, country music is uh there's a famous song, Three Chords and the Truth. And like so essentially the easiest way to explain it really quickly is if you start on one chord, let's call it a C chord. Okay. And then you, you move away to that, take it somewhere else. And then you find a note that's going to bring it home. So, and then you just, <laughs> and then, and then you repeat and you repeat. And it's quite simple. Like she, so like, yeah, see, yeah. I know food, <laughs> yeah. I know hockey, <laughs> I don't yeah. know music that well. <laughs> now, this is sort of this is sort of uh this is why i think if you if you get good at one thing you can be good at another thing yeah then you just put this so like i think it takes a certain something to become almost like world class at something right and realistically us minor pro hockey players we're pretty close to world class at it right we're not in the nhl but we're near there (laughs) very close yeah and like you can um 
like transfer that into other things, the work ethic, the, the drive, like Mm -hmm. you can, right? Yeah. And like just an eyes wide open approach. And that's, I think that's where, um, the relationships with some of these musicians that I've, that I've made, I think they see my respect for their craft and, uh, and and I know through conversations that they respect kind of what I've done with hockey. So there's a little, there's a, there's a back and forth. And I've had this concept um, brewing like I, for years now, this back to 2018, the first time that I ever stumbled on, I guess, an expression or what could begin as like a, uh, I don't know. I still got to develop it, but it, it's like of art and sport. It's like the collision, collision of Arts art and sport. And, sport. and artists and athletes, and what makes things similar, what makes things different, and a lot, lot of, like a lot of artists are huge sports fans, like massive. Yeah. And a lot of and a lot of athletes are huge. Yeah. Uh, fans of of music and and movies and and stuff like that. And I think it's, it's rooted in like an appreciation of another person's craft where it's time, it's effort, it's discipline it's sacrifice. And you just keep going on this journey. And next thing you know, you get to do some pretty neat things and meet some neat people. But. Mm -hmm. Wow. I find it very cool that you're, you're dabbling into both worlds. Like you have a passion for both. Cause you said like, until you were 23, it was just hockey. Like for me, mm-hmm. I really didn't think about much else until I was like yeah. 32 and I had two kids and then the knee yeah. goes and you're like, Holy moly. I'm in one. Uh-huh. Yeah, fair <laughs> I better think I, about some other stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was, it was rooted in, I was, I was really, frustrated because I burnt out like four years in a row I'm like what's going on like I, I I start the season with so much enthusiasm I always was a hot starter yeah first and... half of the seasons I would run a muck and then <laughs> and then say you're in Germany food yeah. can get to you your waistline come playoffs mm-hmm. you're just not getting around the same <laughs> yeah it well, wasn't my fault the food was too good <laughs> yeah well for me it was a significant lack of balance it was too much hockey not enough family you gotta friends, and you gotta arts. want to be at the rink to play your best you gotta want to be going and that's when i always played my best at the start of the year because i was so excited to be back and then yeah. you're right you, you get drained by the end of a season mm-hmm. it's just not as much fun unless you're with great teammates yeah yeah totally and with some experience like you start to recognize the signs and you can correct it and and stuff like that it's just it's things that i needed to learn yeah and part of the part of the journey was learning you got to find some stuff that you're passionate about away from the game I, yeah for sure and uh i found i was a really lazy person and then doing the mba and card changed that right like yeah it forced me to be productive all day instead of just at practice and workout whatever right like i was productive all day and then you gotta take that (laughs) into the real world because you know Mm -hmm. days are longer in the real world (laughs) yeah well i'm still struggling with that they're way longer (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. So I knew I didn't have to write down many notes when you were coming on because last time we didn't really look at him. And I think mm. we hardly went through your career, but I'm not going to forget this time. Yeah. Figure oh, skating. Yeah. You were flipping <laughs> a girl over in hockey equipment. So where was that? And how much did you practice that they're allowing you to flip a girl on the uh, ice? Well, all right. So it was in Bratislava. Uh, start of the 2021 season and um, now in Bratislava we, I was playing for the Capitals but the, we were the second professional team in the city the Slovan is the big the big ticket like imagine so imagine if like Cardiff got a second team and they were trying to compete with the Devils like good luck right yeah, so we would yeah. get we get like 50 people come to our game sometimes and it was and it, we were it this is with our, the capitals yeah and it was only the second year what's the other team bratislava capitals was our team and it was only our second ever year the first year was covid year so they didn't even like create a fan base because they weren't allowed to have fans and we played in the austrian league so like why would slovaks go watch a team that plays in an austrian league the Ice Age, Joe. It's not so, so the other teams in the Slovak League. So Slovan is like not only are they they used to be in the KHL and they're from Bratislava, which is the capital of Slovakia. Um, so not only are they like the talk of town in Bratislava, they're sort of the talk of town in all of Slovakia. And um, right. And so, so that's, that's difficult to compete with. Now, our general manager came up with an idea. A friend of his was an Olympic uh, figure skater. And so after home wins, let's have one of the guys go do a dance or, you know, ice dance, whatever you want to call it. And so that was great. And our captain started and then, another like local and it wasn't like the player of the game and they already knew who was no so like you get so what what it was was you were gonna get like one or two 10 minute like quick run throughs and then maybe one off ice and you're it's only a minute or so long now here's the thing we lost i think like four home games in a row and then so so we got like a month to practice and it was like, okay, let's do one more run through before the next. Because you're game. only going to do it if you win. Yeah. So, so next thing you know, we've been practicing for a month and like getting to really know her. And like, she trusts me to like pick her up and spin her and like, and she's tiny. Um, so it wasn't, you know, it's not that difficult to, to throw her. And there's, there's all these like techniques that she's teaching me and stuff too. But anyways, we finally won a game and, do our little two minute thing by this time you know the routine inside and out so it actually kind of and you just nailed it right. you just oh, nailed we had it. so much fun we had so much fun yeah uh so yeah so. that's cool that you and i find it interesting how interesting hockey guys lives are that you got to do that like yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah and and then you like a lot of those things you you won't have the support of your teammates you know it's like what's this like, imagine if you went and, like, did some figure skating away from your team. Guys, what is he doing? Okay. But 
but since it was like team it was enforced team sanctioned. <laughs> and they knew that they were doing it next. Right. But so the like, thing is in life, if you're going to do something, you may as well do a good job. Right. Yeah. And well, like, it, if you're it, going yeah. out there, you may as well run a mock, right? <laughs> yeah, we did run a mock. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I, I, uh, Doing good yeah. at stuff is way more fun than doing it shitty. <laughs> oh man. Well, and imagine a lot of it's uh, a lot of like the motivation to not suck <laughs> was like, you don't want to screw it up. Like the chances of you going viral for, for like doing a good job are pretty minimal. And uh, the chances of you going viral for falling on your face in the middle of that after a professional hockey match, like you can't, you can't be that guy. You cannot I, be. That I would guy. struggle with it, right? Because come the end of a hockey game, I was out of energy. I would mm. use it all. <laughs> yeah, <fair enough. laughs> I don't know if I'd be picking up a girl and throwing her in the air because yeah. that wouldn't have gone well. You make mistakes when you're tired. I'll have to, have you seen the video? I'll have to send I've, you the link. I would love to see it. You just I've seen only this, the pictures? Of her upside down and yeah, you just yeah. running amok. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the link so you can really break down the whole routine. Okay. So we're yeah. just, we haven't even touched the notes yet. I'm still in right at the start of poster picks. Good thing I'm on vacation this week, folks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> one of, uh, and I think one of the reasons why I feel like we've really hit it off and it's not just because we met when I was naked is, um, like your poster pic you sent me, it's a, it was just a picture of a slogan that said, smile, life really isn't that hard. We make it hard. The sun rises, the sun sets. Don't complicate it. Have a beer. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's a good day for living, right? Like it's all about your attitude and perception of what you're doing that day i had a lot of tough days when i got into the real world didn't really like it that much took me a long time to find my shed (laughs) find your find your way find your uh your ability to kind of be productive but also enjoy the process and stuff i actually there's a story behind that photo that was um part of your road trip (laughs) that was my second last stop uh, I was in Kelowna visiting Matthew Bradley and uh, my teammate from Newfoundland and Greenville. And um, we were, yeah, we had a, we had a hell of a night. Um, so much fun. We watched some live music at a brewery um, with his girlfriend, Molly. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was just the three of us for the weekend. Just had a blast. I saw that sign. I was, I was talking with Todd a lot. And I had spent enough time on the road now. I spent about three weeks on the road now where I was like, I think my mind is made up. And then we just needed to like essentially discuss numbers and apartment and car and stuff like that. But my mind was made up. And I remember just seeing that that poster and just being like, you know, this is, this is it. That's it. That's the whole thing right there. And I, I, the next morning, the next morning, me and Todd locked it in. Yeah, I, I find it weird, like what a song, like because you're into music and you're writing songs. I find it interesting what a slogan can mean to you, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. running a muck, <laughs> right? Running a muck, but then there's <laughs> that it's a good yeah. day for living. When Joe yeah. Nichols comes out with that song that's like made a decade ago, they didn't release it, but they do now. 
And it's like, that's exactly what I'm trying to live like one day at a time. And that I'm trying to make every day good. But then when I think of starting the shed, I'm not for everyone Mm. is my favorite song. And it's like, I know I'm not for everyone. I know I'm a bit much sometimes, Mm -hmm. but like, uh, I always was, I always wanted everybody to like me. I always worried about what everybody thought of me so Uh much in my career that like some years you're not even acting like yourself because you're trying to be like every other hockey robot. And that wasn't me. And then I realized maybe I'm not that bad of a guy. Maybe teams didn't want me back because of my bad body, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. I, yeah, I resonate with that big time. And running amok is a thing, folks. That's a real saying that I've been saying for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sick. Uh, just ask the fellows from Elvira because pitcher, mm. batter, catcher, I was running a muck. <laughs> By the way, I this isn't on the notes because that's what we do. I've had a great year with making trophies. I've made yeah. like four this year. And every one, when you make trophies and you play for them, it makes the competition just way more fun. Did you have a trophy at the golf tournament? I made a trophy at the golf tournament out of old golf clubs from the cottage down the road. Nice. I made one. It had four old clubs. It had uh, the top of an old roller hockey trophy that I had won. Yeah. Um, I've made a pond hockey for my under 11 trophy. Um, we had the little Stanley cup from a garage sale as a popcorn maker. Um, and what was, Oh, and Matthew Myers testimonial. We made that trophy too. Oh, nice. Oh, and I won it. No big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah. Well, you know, they call it running a muck. Okay. <laughs> so winners win. What's your what is your passion? What is your deepest passion outside of hockey? Is it writing songs, photography, mm-hmm. videography? Um deepest passion. Or is it a is it a package deal? You want to do it all and do it all well. Oh, that is- it's almost like you knew the answer before you asked it. Okay. Sorry. So, so I, uh, do you want to work for like bands and do their videography and do that stuff and write their songs? Or do you want to just write something like you, you got, you got to hone in, right? Let me, or no, let me, let me give you just a little, a little nugget of what I'm working on. It started in Helsinki. I actually, I don't have a good story of like where the thing began. I can only tell you that it's like everything, every frustrating thing in my life for the last, I guess, since, since starting the journey of wanting to play in the NHL and, and, uh, and, and moving around a lot and, and injuries and whatever. Uh, so anyways, we had a COVID break in Helsinki and I started, uh, writing, a, a screenplay and it's like, uh, it's a collision of hockey, rock and roll, um, relationships, uh, like the human humanness of the hockey life. Yes. And, and, and not just not just like through the lens of a player, but also like people following the team and kind of getting some 
uh, purpose out of that, like really attaching to the, the, the community of what hockey brings and that sort of thing. So it's a, it's a fictional story um, that is inspired by a lot of true events and, and teammates and coaches and uh, people that have How opened far up are you their homes. The, the first draft I hand wrote and now I'm going back and typing it. And I had to like, I, I, I didn't know how to do this. So I, so I just started writing in a, in my notepad and then now I'm going back and I had to like research how you're supposed to actually do it. Like in brackets, put the people tell me how to name. podcast all the time. And yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't care. I just send them. <laughs> right. So that they say I'm supposed to have an editing team. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is social media team and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Algorithms. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what I worked on. Uh, back half of the season there we i i got the team got covid so i got 10 days off and i just i just wrote every day and then i got covid 10 days off wrote every day and um yeah i just hammered this thing through it it like incorporates um a lot of stuff and i've kind of i haven't told i'm like so now you know i really think that so I, what, what, if I know what I'm talking about, who knows, but Slapshot, one of the best movies ever. And it was about not the NHL mm-hmm. guys. It was about minor, like minor pro guys like us. Um, there's not that many people in the world that have had the experiences like the guys that come in the shed that have lived all over the world, that have kids all over the world, that meet fans all over the world you know, a Finnish rock band, you know, a couple of them. There's not that many people in the world that are lucky enough to experience everything that we get to as hockey players. And I think that every hockey movie that's come out that is good or decent, like Miracle on Ice and all that shit, like every hockey guy watches it. And I think there should be more. (laughs) Like the Mighty Ducks is the reason a whole bunch of shed guys from the UK started playing hockey. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, I've seen all the hockey movies too. Every hockey guy has, right? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) And been inspired by them. Um, And I, I, I think kind of what I'm working on is hockey is a little bit more of like a Trojan horse for the, for what's actually going like it's, 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 at, at the root of it, it's just a story about a guy going through life. Uh, he just so happens to have hockey as his job. So, and when you said hockey's like a Trojan horse, yeah, do you mean because what I think you mean <laughs> is that it's it for like I see it now because I'm around the under 11s of my son and these parents that there's parents that think like their kid can go places and do it. But it's like, once you get there and you're doing it, if you don't make the NHL, we don't make that much that it does come to like a dead end. It's literally, yeah. it, there isn't a yield, it's a dead end. And if, it, if you don't have a passion and other things other than hockey, 
you literally like I did, you come to the end and you're like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> uh oh, yeah. Thank you for the NBA card. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Just a little. I at least had a right fighting chance at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, 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 uh, is that what you mean by Trojan horse? Well, I guess the Trojan, like, I guess if anybody was going to get interested in it, like, so imagine, imagine you saw a movie trailer for this and it's, uh, it's, it's, I guess it's using hockey to excite people about it. And then you kind of like, I guess if I'm, th I'm really thinking long-term vision here, but then you start to watch the movie and you realize like this, it's this not isn't, just about the hockey. It's, it's about yeah, the like, person. This, yeah. Like, and that's true also for Slapshot and Miracle. Like if yes. you really sink your teeth into those movies, like it's, it's the themes are friendships, uh, adversity, the community, you know, like those, those sorts of things. So it's, it's really trying to like touch on the, um the bigger larger more human themes um I, I yeah i try not to say that many nice things about to people in my shed but i have to it's a podcast um yeah. when i was playing i wasn't really that in touch with a lot of stuff i was just so focused on the hockey you seem to like be seeing what the hell's going on around you i'm trying and it uh it yeah i'm trying Hockey players can be very focused on just hockey, right? And it's hard to see yeah. what else is going on out there. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not a lot of answers to be found out there. That's the only problem. It just, it's just more questions. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, folks, one answer, if you're planning on like building a plane or whatever, right? Arrow engine solutions. <laughs> did you, did Stevie Lyons, folks, did you know that? <laughs> They're supplying the aviation world one asset at a time. <laughs> they got aircraft engine sales and leasing, inventory management, financial solutions, parts and accessory sales, and engine management maintenance, folks. Just reach out to Steve. He'll hook you up, whatever you're into in the aero world, right? Mm -hmm. My favorite type of sponsors, folks, ones that don't tell me who to talk to, when to talk to them, and how to talk to them. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he trusts us. He does. Great guy. Uh, so we talked a bit about the decision to come back. How much did you talk to Brody DuPont? Fantastic guy. Uh, yeah, we had one, one really good conversation over the phone. Kind of like uh, getting deep in the shed. It was like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, Bet you I, I could recruit a team, folks. <laughs> yeah. Where was I at in my life then? I was, um, it was, uh, I went from Denver. So run amok with Joey Martin there for the weekend. And then <laughs> versatile slogan, folks. Yeah. <laughs> continued on to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona for a bachelor party with 22 dudes. Um, Jeepers. And that was fun in Scottsdale, uh, Arizona. Yeah, my so Michael Gartag, my goalie in Newfoundland and Helsinki, who's one of my very best friends. Uh, I went to his bachelor party. It was a joint bachelor party for Travis St. Dennis, 
they did it together. They're two mm-hmm. Quinnipiac teammates. And I played with Travis and some hockey Canada. Stuff I had a, too, I had so. a joint bachelor party myself with Ken did Dunn. You? Mm-hmm. Oh, I never, <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's we, uh, I, you could, you could say we ran a mock at Dennis Weidman's yeah. cottage up in the Muskokas. And yeah. yeah. He wasn't there. He was playing for the Boston Bruins at the time. And I uh, don't think he was too thrilled with the state of it when he got there. Yeah, the, the, I think the, the funniest, the, the funniest part of, I think bachelor parties and, and I've been to a couple now and obviously they really like, let your hair down. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Celebrating but, love. It could be exhausting folks. So I, I just left that weekend. <laughs> With so 22 guys and a handful of us were single and I'm not kidding when I say there might have been between 22 dudes there might have been like four conversations with women all weekend mm-hmm. and two nights out we just what? it was okay. just all it was the biggest bro fest of all time not not one of us could be bothered to, to show any attention to women on this trip. It was just golfing, pool, drinks, and guys wake up being and guys. Re- just dudes being dudes. It was so great. Anyway, so I was licking my <laughs> wounds. Um, I drove I drove north to uh, Las Vegas where my <laughs> uncle lived. <laughs> <laughs> what an exhausting road trip you were on. <laughs> that was that was the morning that I talked to dupes was uh the morning after, after that? the bachelor party yeah oh yeah. jeepers yeah how your mind was fine for that conversation that day it was yeah it's good i was uh i it, it, if anything it was like got all of that uh out of my system and, and was ready to kind of talk talk to focus up like you are now yeah. right yeah <laughs> now that you now that you're at mom and dad's yeah yeah so no we we had a we had a great chat i've been in contact with uh well obviously joey martin had talked with dupes a lot um but when he took over the team i was still in touch with uh joshua batches and samuel duggins of the world and Mm, and kind of just fantastic shed folks of the devils yes all right so so um, joshua batch just got married and yeah. I, I'm having them on together. We're going to talk about it. Shout out to Batchy. The most handsome man in Cardiff is off the market. Yeah, he is Sorry, a folks. strapping young lad, isn't he? He's a stud. He's a stud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, when, I, when I grow up, when I grow up, I, <laughs> I want to look just like Batchy. I want to look just like him. Yeah. <laughs> he can uh, beat people up. He's nice. He's kind. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So no, me and me and Brody had a good we probably chatted for like an hour and a half and he kind of like told me his his vision for the team and uh I really related to that and I thought um for where I'm at in my career and where he's at in his career uh, it would be really cool to to be playing for a, a first year head coach and and he's been thinking a lot about how he would run a team um, you, you know, while he was playing and um, it'll be it'll be cool to kind of just be a part of that uh, vision coming to life. First year coaches are like 
Lordo, whether you ever listen to Shed, no idea, but your first year, you were different than your sixth year. And mm-hmm. the first year, he relied on us a lot. He relied mm-hmm. on his players. He relied on the leadership, the older guys for a lot of things. And mm-hmm. as they get into it more and more, maybe it isn't as much. Maybe mm-hmm. I wasn't playing for you, so I don't know. Just hypothetically thinking out loud. Yeah. Well, he certainly, Lordo, um, Lordo of, of all the coaches I've played for, pulls guys into the to the coaches room and just shoots the shit more than anybody I've ever played for. And like uh, for me, when I played there, he was one of the players and like, at the, yeah. like he was coming out with the boys and like, yeah. then he had to start separating himself that way. And like, mm-hmm. it was an interesting dynamic. And you talk about slap shot, like we actually had a player coach, right. And like, yeah. he was a player and a coach, <laughs> which I think is so awesome. awesome. Yeah. And I, it I was, is. Uh, I almost like, like you wish ne- he was still playing, did you? The only negative thing about uh, is that I'm a right about- winger and so is he. Yeah, I no, agree. No. <laughs> the only negative thing about like Dukes being our coach is that he's not playing. It's like, can we, can we, can we get him what? to play? Like, just do you know that he didn't even like know he he played there for a year and didn't know what yeah. Chippy Lane was? Did you know that? Because you that. signed up to play for this guy, and he uh-huh. didn't even know what Chippy Lane was after a year. Oh. <laughs> it's about holding people accountable, Brody. Yeah, you know. Well, enough's maybe. enough. Get your ass down there, Brody. Run amok. <laughs> Run amok. <laughs> you can't separate yourself from the team that much. Get down to Chippy Lane and get out. We need it, sir. somebody. <laughs> we need to get the. Uh, the podcast editor that you don't have to, to figure out how many times running a muck has been used in this podcast. Yeah. Someone, you know, how people tell you like what you should be doing. Someone told me mm-hmm. that like the YouTube page should have like every time you talk about certain guys, there'd be like a catalog and you just click it. Mm-hmm. And then every time I bring up like how good looking Josh batches like that, you could just click Josh batch and then everything would be there. And it's like, do you know how many hours I've put into the shed? Do you know how much time we got to go back through to catalog that shit? Yeah. Who's paying for that? No. 100%. Nobody. That's why you just come to the shed and you keep doing them. Well, you're a creative guy. Just trust your vision. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. So funny story. I haven't brought this up yet. You know how when I got naked and like did the pregame speech at Wally Night for you there, and that's when mm-hmm. we met. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Myers' testimonial, okay, <laughs> brought back a lot of nostalgia for me. I was back in that coach's room. Lordo wasn't there; it was kind of empty. But pigs painted me again. You know, we didn't nice. use the spray paint that like was painting the lines, like the red line. It we went with a healthier option this time. But it was like a marker, and he was he was doing it. But when he was trying to do my stomach, <laughs> every time he kept trying to do it, I would laugh. My belly, would, my belly would shake. <laughs> we had one of the the best laughs I've ever had in my life because every time he tried to paint my stomach, my tummy would just start jiggling. <laughs> <laughs> Brought back a lot of memories of when I met you. That's all. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen 
the end result of what you uh i i i did see a photo of you i think laying on the on the team carpet there with something on your stomach exhausting sport did you put what did you put matthew myers myers eight on the back and then yeah. the same devil on the front. So every yeah. pigs was trying to recreate the same devil as uh, the goat. Yeah. And every time he tried painted, I'd start laughing and it would just start <laughs> jiggling and pigs could, could control himself. The pig man. <laughs> uh, but that's the part about hockey, right? Is like, you know, pigs and then, you know, Marty and like, I wouldn't have even known you if I wouldn't have started this. And like, we mm-hmm. all, like the same people you know <laughs> except ben bounds tramp stamp <laughs> hey speaking of tattoos in three days three days from now the first ever two ales and hockey tails tattoo is getting had is getting made on you or on someone no, else sarah from sheffield england no way mm-hmm. shout out to sarah yeah and um I think it'd be a good time uh, to have her in the shed with Evan Mosey because we can talk about it. I think we're going to have to talk about it when there's a tattoo of two ales and hockey tails because that's neat. It's big time. Right? You made it. I think that means that she has to come to the shed. So, yeah. Sarah, this is me asking you. Oh, she earned it. She put her body on the line for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she has bought so many Evan Mosey jerseys. She has a real problem, and Evan and I need to talk to her about it. Well, that's fair. She just bought a Nottingham Panthers jersey, and she's a Steelers fan because it's a Mosey jersey. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Weird. Okay. Um, so I asked you what you'd order at Chippy Lane. So when you were negotiating with Todd, okay, mm-hmm. you said you mentioned apartments and cars. Mm-hmm. If you were going to live in Cardiff next season and you got to choose where your apartment is, mm-hmm. is it going to be, where is it here? Hold on. The Bay mm-hmm. by the rink downtown Panarth, those fancy pants folks down there, other or Grange town. Hmm. Uh, the Bay. I like yeah. it there. Like it a lot. And it's walking distance to downtown, like far enough away that, uh, you know, you don't have to be there every day. You're not uh, in the hustle and bustle of downtown. Yeah. I, love I lived in the Bay, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Me and uh, back when Mike and I were living together, we were two or three minute walk from the uh, Ferris wheel there and, and everything down that way so that's where uh, i was yeah yeah celestia house does that mean anything to you no hanky court was probably court hanky banky yeah yeah Yeah. i'm not gonna be too far from that again and i I, so you know where you're gonna be yeah it's all taken care of katrina hooked me up and uh i told todd before we even talk numbers i just told todd i'm too old to be living with bunch of bunch of guys all the time so i got my own place this year which i'm really looking forward to yeah it helps it helps to like this stuff stuff you get to a certain age where it's just time yeah well to not do that (laughs) i'm i'm getting now a little bit particular about like so some of these things that i'm working on away from the rink i need to be alone 
I need like, I can't guarantee that like the creative vision is just going to happen right away. So I, I might need to just sit there for like an hour by myself before anything really starts happening for me. And then, then finally, like it's coming and then you can sit there uninterrupted for two or three or four hours if, if things are flowing. And, uh, that, that is the main motivation to, to want to live on my own so that I can put time to good use away from the rink as well. Well, and you want, you got to make every part every day count, right? I know we talked about it last time because I listened to it. It's like, you don't want to waste seconds of days, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, yep. But yeah, no, it's, uh, you get to a certain age where dudes, you care more about stuff and how things are. And it's like, as you get older, like guys want things a certain way and it's just easier to live on your own when you get to a certain age, you know? Yeah. And then when those little things are taken care of, you play better at the rink. You, and Todd knows that Todd, that's yep. Todd's whole thing is like, he knows that happy hockey players play better. And when I got to Cardiff, that's why I liked it so much was someone finally got it. <laughs> yeah. Actually though, you know, and he knew that like happy wives make happy hockey players, which makes you play better. So he would always try and accommodate the wives, no matter the ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking care of the families. Yeah, and they, like the day I showed up in Cardiff, and they had a little Walton eighteen jersey sitting there waiting for my son, who was like th- two years old. And it's like, wow, uh-huh. you know, not a lot, a lot you, of teams think of that. You were number eighteen. Yeah, why are you gonna wear that? Yes. Are you wearing eighteen this year? Sorry to sorry to God. Are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. That, that is that all right with you? Sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't well, it be? That's cool. That was, One of I my wanted, favorite players is wearing my number. Yeah. I want it to be number 10 again. I know retired. that, but then Stoner retired. How yeah. do you think I ended up with 18? I asked for 10. They oh, said Stoner's retired. Okay. okay. And I was 18 in Bietigheim, and then I was 18 in Cardiff. That's sick. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's, uh, I'll be at number 18 this year. I think you owe me a dinner then. If you're going to wear 18, I think that's how, how I think that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I actually have to be on the team for that to happen. Shoot. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, maybe when you come check out the cottage, right? Nice. Yep. Okay. Um, what else do I got here? I don't know. Uh, did you learn any finish this year? Um, thank you is Kitos. Kitos. Really? Kitos? Uh-uh. It's Donka in Germany. Talk in Denmark, mm-hmm. Kitos in Finnish, eh? Kitos. You'd yeah. think people would get on the same page, eh? <laughs> Just <for> yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not. That's actually that question that you asked. Like languages, no good, no not good. Thing. You could, I, I could have lived in Finland for ten years, and I I wouldn't have picked up more than twenty. I would have never learned Danish. I never would have thought I would have learned German, but eventually, you keep sitting there and listen to them for long enough. Eventually, mm-hmm. it just clicks. You know? Well. No. maybe some welsh then <laughs> yeah i don't think you're learning that one nobody even no. speaks it that's a weird language eh? they put it on yeah. all the street signs but nobody says it nobody talks about yeah. it nobody even yeah. speaks it it makes no sense why put it on the street <laughs> signs then but <laughs> okay um anyway so you don't know what rocklet is that was one of my questions mm, that's what i'm doing tonight i can't wait yeah well next summer okay so last question Okay. 
we didn't really get into your road trip. Where all did you go? Where did you start and where did you finish? How did this work? Uh, so I began, first stop was supposed to be Denver for the uh, show at Red Rocks. But on my way through, it was like 6.30 p.m. in Billings, Montana. I thought I would quickly stop for dinner. And um, I see like all these cowboys and daisies like in downtown Billings. Like, what is going on? Like, it was just buzzing. It was a Saturday night, and I saw Morgan Wallen's uh, tour bus. I'm like, all right. So, a quick Google search. He was playing uh, that night in Billings. Like, so I grabbed a ticket. So, night one, I went to Hardy and Morgan Wallen, and it was unreal. It was, yeah, it was that would a great be. way to great way to start the trip. Little Complete. Rain, good song, folks. If you ever heard it, yeah completely spontaneous um the funny thing about that too so hardy hardy is an amazing uh songwriter who's been at he's been at this for like nine or ten years and he's just starting to get some recognition and and never really planned to sing his own songs so i had downloaded a podcast uh of hardy talking on this podcast called the writer is and just talking about his writing process so like hardy was really on my radar as somebody that i wanted to kind of listen to and, and hear his story and stuff so the fact that i got to go see him that night unplanned was a great like that's day one of your trip it's like all right you know that's a, it's it was like it felt like i was being rewarded for just getting up and going you know because i didn't the trip was very spontaneous and there was only a couple dates planned like the red rock show like the bachelor party but besides that so that's what made there. you think of it was probably the Red Rock and the Bachelor Party. You're on your way there, but yeah. all the fun stuff you did on route, because man, that was so cool what One you were doing. Here. We did this last time. Did you know that? Oh, he's putting headphones in. Long again. There we go. I know. We talked too long. I'm here. Can you hear me? Talk. There you go. You're okay. Sorry, we talked too long again, eh? I can't hear you. No. Stop it. Take those out. Nope. Not really. I'm telling you. We're back, folks. He's, he's trying. We're, we're figuring out the AirPods. It's just like the first time, right? history yeah, repeats itself <laughs> yeah we talked too long I, I never look plan. at my notes i don't even know what i wrote about and i knew i didn't really have to write notes because you were coming on um uh, i had the backup plan anyways yeah so we went billings montana to red rocks to the bachelor party to my uncle's house in uh, henderson nevada to my grandparents in fallon nevada uh went to my old like a really hadn't seen my cousins forever there and uh did that and then cut straight west to the pacific uh pacific trail um not pacific trail the pacific uh highway and up north i did three open mics in three nights in uh seattle two two in seattle one in vancouver so that was really fun because so you went um, into places and just 
went yeah. into an open mic and played and you were just on your own? Yeah. Just, that's well, awesome. I had to be on my Dude, I, that's I had so to be awesome. Because I'm terrified. Yeah. It was cool. It was like a, it was. I always needed my buddies around to do anything. I couldn't do anything on my own. (laughs) I think I'm the opposite. It's like if I got people I know around, then I'd be terrified. Well, it's like I don't I don't like talking in front of crowds. And then to think of like how many people are going to listen to us talk today. I I, there's no way I could do that if people are actually standing here looking at us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So after after that. Uh, uh, went to Kelowna. We talked about that a bit. That's where I kind of made my decision finally to, to, to get shit done and, and sign with Cardiff. And then I saw Blair Riley in Kamloops for a night. And that was my last stop. And I cut back uh, east to Calgary and then made it home the next day. So it was well, three weeks in total. I find it interesting that it takes – a single guy or a couple that are willing to go see people because hockey guys, you all live all over the place. And if mm-hmm. someone doesn't make the effort to go see you, it never happens. And yeah, it, it, it's tough. Right. And that's how the, the inspiration of starting this was never getting to see my friends. And like, it took guys like you to go do it. Right. There's a handful of hockey guys that have came to concurrent to visit us and it means a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and like, it's the funnest nights ever. <laughs> it's great. It's it's like the best and worst thing about uh, you form these bonds with these guys over a year, and then you stay friends, and then you think to yourself, like like I got a, one of my very best friends from Ohio State, uh, Anthony Greco. I saw him last summer. We're shooting the shit. It was like it's been six years. Mm-hmm. It's like one of my best friends. I haven't seen him in six years. So that's it was, how it, was it works. Great. Well, and now I don't know the next time I'll see him again, unless like one of us makes the time to do it. I know he won't. He's an asshole. So <laughs> yeah, what a joke. But um, yeah, yeah, no. But that's the way it works, though. And it's guys making the effort, making the time, putting in the miles. Somebody's got to do it, or you don't see each other. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have 100%. a golf tournament, folks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. that helps the, and yeah. even then even then you, you hardly have a chance to even talk to anybody because it's so uh-huh. busy and there's 70 mm-hmm. people there and you're like how do i talk to everybody yeah yeah good times yeah. though so no it was it was it was a great trip it was good well it yeah. sounds like it was good for you and you had fun and i i really enjoyed it so okay here's a question for you we won't not bring it up cardiff I don't care about them. Where in the world is the every town, every city has its own pulse, its own culture. Cardiff has a good one. Okay. We're not talking about them. What other city has a really cool vibe that you've been to? Uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. Sounds like a fun uh, place. They like donairs. Yeah. Too, right? Yeah. Poutines. Um, they got George Street Festival coming up august long weekend and i i always want to i, I want to get back for a george street festival it is just and you played there at the coast much, so you wouldn't have been there yeah. in the summer is that when it goes on or is it during hockey season 
It's it, no, it's so it's during uh, the first weekend of August, and I but I think it's like a week long, maybe. Anyways, still got like some local guys were on that team in Newfoundland, and, and they talk it up. Obviously, uh, it's essentially every I probably everything that makes Newfoundland special. Uh, pack it into a whole week's worth of, mm. of fun on George Street. Live music and good time, sunshine. It's a obviously a tougher place to live in the winter time, um, but but in the summer, you know, yeah. gorgeous. I, and it's 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 sneaky. Like I think it's still a pretty well kept secret. How and it's mostly maybe because of how hard it is to get there. Like you're driving, you have to take a ferry. Um, flying is uh, expensive, um, but certainly. Um, Do they have, John's, so they still have an East Coast team out there. Yeah. Well, the year I played there was the inaugural year and uh, they, uh, and they you got won a good it. thing going out there. Yeah, we won it and they have the expansion or not. Sorry. The. Uh... Whoa, you just cut out. I can't even hear you right now. You're talking. Oh, there you are. There. Is that good? Oh, now. That How's that? Holy moly. They're dead, aren't they? Yeah, they're dead. Hold on. Let me plug this Holy in. Let me see. Moly, you sound like shit. Don't plug anything in. Just go with it. We're almost done. <laughs> are you yeah. there now? Huh? How's this sound? That's all right. That's this, this is what bad. was supposed. This is what was supposed to happen the first time. Oh, well, uh, you, you did it better that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so they got a good thing going out there. Well, that sounds like a cool place. And like the, the fellows out east, uh, they seem like my cup of tea, you know. I like like the Haddads, oh. the Culligans, you know, the Stephen Dixons. Stephen Dixon. Great group of dudes out there, eh? Yeah, they just, I think they get it as far as like just enjoying themselves and enjoying life. And, and sneaky, like part of what part of what makes the music scene so good out there is I think a lot of them are like really true to the to the sound and not selling out for fame or or poppy lyrics or anything like that. I, I like I think it's it's very uh, it's like a personal thing, like a, a Eastern Canadian and their music. And, and I think if you're not authentic then you kind of just get ran out of town is my perception anyways, from a guy that doesn't know a whole lot about the, the Eastern Canadian music scene. Why isn't Steven Dixon playing for the Cardiff Devils next year? <laughs> uh, well, he got, he got a coaching gig. Yeah. As, that's what uh, I like thought. A, it's a like, part part, of it. yeah, it just, so, I saw you know, that picture be... of him in purple and it just, uh, made me want to puke and i i've been trying to get him in the shed but that guy lives yeah he does he does he lives. It, it made me sad it made me sad for about he actually called me uh before i had signed and just wanted to make sure that i knew that like hey i've, I've taken this like co like a, a player player coach position and i don't don't go to Cardiff if you're only going to run amok with me. <laughs> um, thanks for, thanks for the heads up, but yeah, it just doesn't seem right because he seems like such a such a shed guy, just a guy that like really brings the team together. And when you talk to people, everybody loves Deco. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, he's got a he's one of uh he's one of the the unicorns of the game. You could say that. And that's what I hear. I wish I would have got to play with him. I th- feel like, you know, there's, and I'm going to get him in the shed and find out about this. And I understand like everybody gets to an age where you got to start thinking about the transition. Steven Dixon is mm-hmm. a guy like me that loved hockey, always thought about hockey, always wanted to be one of the guys. And now he's getting to that stage where you got to think about the next step. And if you're getting offered a, a coaching type gig and you want, he's a guy that should stay in the game. He loves hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, well, and he's, he's seen a lot. So I learned it. I learned a ton from him uh, just in my one year there. A lot You're not of, using uh, ketchup on food. Are you like, like him? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, he sprays it on everything. You mean? He, I, yeah. He likes it on everything. And I ketchup just isn't that good of a topping to be doing that. Uh, well, we had, we had some good uh, Monday. Yeah. It'd be Monday sauna. Monday sauna sessions after the weekend tilts and mm-hmm. yeah, he, he gets it. He does get it. He's, he's, he yeah. gets it. And uh, that's what's sad when he goes to them. Cause I, I'm a big Cardiff Devils fan and I want him on my team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to pick up the torch a little bit for him. It's yeah. tough. That's, that's, those are, those are big shoes to fill wow. as far as locker room presence goes. Right. And yeah, just Not to f- mention, just a fun guy to have around. And like, he seems like the type of guy where everybody's invited. I'm going yeah. to live and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to rugby games and going to this, I'm going to that, but everybody's invited all the time. And then, and then when the lights come on, like he's scoring game winning goals for, for playoff championship. Great celebrations heading to the, I know yeah. he's in yep. purple, but you got anything yeah. else before we shut her down? I got to go, uh, get to the beach yeah, you know get your vacation going no yeah. i that's uh that's we've pretty, talked pretty good for me i mean we'll be <laughs> we'll probably we'll be chatting again i think so this is a good chance <laughs> yeah uh, hold on it's it's all that's the sign when the airpods die that's when that's when you know it's time to move on with vacation and uh that's like i i can't wait for next season the team Brody DuPont's putting together, when I met him, when I talked to him, it just seems like it's all going to fit. And um, sorry, Belfast Giants, it's just not going to be your year. I know, Adam <laughs> Keefe, you've been doing well, but the fellas we got coming to town, sorry about it, right? Well, I think we're, I think we'll be a focus group that, that brings it and has has some some fun and some good well, stories. And for me way. that I know, it's just that you get you and Joey Martin and Sam Duggan and <laughs> the, the fellas that like everybody's going to be invited and it's just going to, you guys are going to show up to the rink and it's, mm-hmm. you're, it's never going to be like, I don't want to go. You're going to want to go and see those guys every day. And you're going to be excited to be there and you're going to run up. Muck. <laughs> and this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Jared's and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. 
Cause some people they drink too much Some people don't drink enough Some people are just like me I hope y'all forgive them I'm like Scott, cause I don't 